With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain with Swire football podcast edition. You know what to do. Just It's me, Jeremy Moss, here hanging out MWR.com. Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff, Mount Wire. We are doing some sort of um, some mini episodes, shorter ones, to get to know the opponents on the schedule. In addition to our typical way too long hour plus two hour podcast every now and then. For this particular one, we got Colorado State taking on Colorado end of the week, and we have we we, we didn't chat last year. We have Mike Singer here from Rivals. Also, does a lot of Colorado stuff at CUSportsStation.com. We did some Q and A's last year, but now you're joining the podcast. So thanks for hopping on. Yeah, Jeremy, I think we've, what, been uh, talking for uh, three, four years now just on social media and stuff, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, glad to be a friend of the show, and I'll yeah, hop on whenever. Definitely, 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 thank you. Yeah, we, it's, it's good to get people to chat about teams because, hey, we do our best to just know all the teams, but when it's non-conference playing, there's 12 games going on, 12 different teams, and, like, give me some help and help me figure out some more yeah, stuff so no, get smart people. Yeah, you guys do a great job covering, covering the whole conference, I mean, I... I, uh, I I don't envy you having to do all that, but you guys do a great job. Thank you. That's yeah, fine. So let's get down to the game here at Colorado, Colorado State. It's still at Denver. We had the first off. We had the extension. Do you like this series uh, extending through what twenty twenty four? It looks like. Okay, so um, <laughs> our so at cusportsstation dot com, uh, we have a premium message board with some really great buff fans, and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll be able to listen to this podcast and. Um, of course, there's a big discussion about uh, the Rocky Mountain Showdown being. Uh, what, so I think this is the last season. Then they play again in 2023 and 24, or something like that. So it, it, it was a break for a few years because uh, both schools have uh, their non-conference filled up, you know, over, over the next few years until the 2023 year. But um, a lot of the Buff fans are kind of see playing Colorado State as a lose-lose. Like if we win. We're expected to beat Colorado State, but if we lose, oh man, those Ram fans at work are really gonna, you know, let me hear about it. So I totally understand that. But for me, uh, from my perspective, I think any rivalry games are fantastic. So from a fan's perspective, I don't think Buff fans really like um, playing CSU. I'm, of course, a part of the fan base loves it. Part of the fan base doesn't. Um, for me, I, I think it's great. I love that they're playing Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, fans older than me will, will remember, uh, you know, the 90s and, and how great that rivalry was. And I think playing CSU is great for the Buffs, personally. Would they care, but would, they, would it be better if it was the actual home-and-home and, home and not at Denver? Would that make it maybe a bit more better? Or a bit better, I should say? Yeah, I, I think playing it at uh, in Denver is cool. I don't think Buff fans really like um, going to um, – play at Colorado State um, so I, I, Buff fans would probably just want them all uh, in Boulder well but, yeah of course uh, of course but I, so I, I don't know that's actually interesting it, it comes up for sure but um, I, I, I think the neutral field for for the Rocky Mountain Showdown is fine of course Buff fans would just want them all at home because hey we're the Buffs why do we have to go play at CSU for 
uh, one of our non-conference games. Yeah, you lose a kind of lose each team loses a home game essentially every other year. So, yeah, I had the same thing here. I'm a Utah guy, Utah BYU. They're trying to get things together. It's uh, I like the game, but it's I, I get it. Why it's the same thing? Why should Utah play BYU? What does it really do for them? And it's maybe trying to be like, oh, we're the bigger program and stuff, and sort of, but they should be played. These are fun games, and it's not like the Rams, our, our, excuse me, are like typically not like winning one or two games, and so it's not a, I know they're perceptualized, but if the Rams make a bowl game, it's it's a decent game, whether win or lose, but let's get to the game itself. Um, so Colorado, we had last year's game where it was uh, obviously in Denver. Weird. Col- weird game. Weird. There's, um, depending who you ask, some officiating stuff that was weird. Rams offense, like, took a big nothing three points which is kind of odd because they're pretty good offensively last year for the most part i would say but it's a weird game so what's up with this buffalo team because 2016 great year 2017 as you know not so great was last yeah. was that year like 20 2016 just kind of was it just oh this year happened it was great and they're back to what colorado has been the past while where they've just been kind of struggling a few games here they're good they have a new offensive coordinator. They got the co-coordinators there now. So what's where? What's the basically the big picture for this year? Is it more 2016, 2017? Like where does it rate fall in that range? There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I, I think uh, I think 2017, and this has been something that a lot of people close to the team have talked about, is that the 2017 team for Colorado kind of felt entitled a little bit, like. Um, they had such a great year in 2016 and just thought that the 2017 drive and hunger would just be there because, uh, or the success would be there because, hey, we did it last year. It's just going to be here again. But they lost a lot of seniors from that 2016 team, um, especially in the secondary. Um, so it, it was a, a much different look team. You lost your, your senior leader at quarterback, and I thought Steven Montez did a pretty good job uh, last year as a redshirt sophomore. Um, but now this is his team, um, and the re- receiving core is a lot different. You lose Philip Lindsay at running back. Offensive line is, is pretty young, um, and it's got well, three new offensive line starters. So it's, it's, a different, it's a different look team. I think they're more hungry. Um, I think there's, they have that hunger like they did going into that 2016 season where they, they're thinking, hey, this is our year to make that jump. I think that the Buffs can go win eight or nine games this year. I think that's possible. Um, last year, I thought that the, they would be a seven and five team heading into a bowl game, and they were close. They almost beat um, UCLA. You know, uh, there's a couple close games. I think Arizona. Heck, if they wouldn't have um, uh, got Dawkins injured, we would never know about Khalil Tate. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the Pac-12 was mm-hmm. mad about Colorado for for hurting. Um, Dawkins, the, the quarterback from last year. So a couple of the, a couple of those games just turn on head. Colorado's a seven and five team, but I think them going five and seven uh, really gives them a hunger and drive for this season. And I think they'll be pretty improved. I think they're going to um, get at least six wins. Um, but beating Colorado State is going to be very very important. If they go zero and one to start the season. Um, and then they have to go to Nebraska um, in non-conference play. It could be pretty tough for the Buffs to, to get to 6-1. So I really do think they have to start off 3-0 in non-conference play um, to get to seven or eight wins. 
It'll be interesting. Well, you do it at Arizona State because Coach Herm, that'll be – that's something else. Oregon State, you got Cal. Those are all some games that could ease, that could be win. So, yeah, I think you're right. He, your non-coverage play would be huge if they're going to get to maybe – for me, maybe in six wins. Who knows with UCLA, Chip Kelly, that'll be – who knows what he'll bring out there in that Friday night game. Yeah. That'll be, it'll yeah, be and fun. Yeah, you know, last year, last year the Buffs went 3-0 you know, uh, in non-conference play and then – only we were able to beat the seller of the Pac-12 and, and Cal and Oregon State to get to five wins, then they just kind of laid eggs the rest of the way in Pac-12 play. So let me ask you this about the offense. They, like you mentioned, you mentioned all those guys are gone. You do have the quarterback. Uh, he Montes is back there. So what's up with like Trayvon McMillan from Virginia Tech? Is he going to be the starter coming in? Is there going to be like who's going to be that guy to maybe attempt to replicate what Lindsey did? Sure. So Trayvon McMillan, I, I – think the world of I, I think he um did a really good job early on at virginia tech and then the, the Hokies had a coaching change so uh, they went instead of having mcmillan Mc, excuse me mcmillan as a feature back they went more to a running back by committee so mcmillan lost a lot of touches but still a guy who ran for over 2,000 yards and three seasons is a really solid back uh can do it all more more so of a, he's more so a power back but he can um you know, really do it all. I think he's going to be a pretty good pass catcher as well. So I think McMillan is the guy at running back, but um, the Buffs haven't really named a starting running back. They just had their first uh, depth chart released. I think it was Saturday night. And McMillan listed as a co-starter with Kyle Evans, who um, is like 5'7", um, but he's <laughs> built really well for a, for a smaller running back or height-wise, but he's just a bowling ball. He's a little beast. Kyle Evans is, and he's a senior, so um, I think both of those guys um, can carry the load uh, in the running game, and then they have a redshirt freshman named Alex Fontenot, who's um, from Texas, redshirt freshman, like I said, Um, so he was actually listed as a starter uh, when the bus had a spring depth chart before McMillan got there, and uh, he looked pretty good in the spring showcase, I thought, so I think between those three guys, you have a pretty pretty good running back court, and then they have Bo Bisharat, uh, who's going into his what is this his junior season now? And he's a four-star recruit in high school. Uh, he hasn't really found a good footing in the offense yet, but still a serviceable uh, fullback slash short yardage guy. So a lot of talent at running back for the bus. So the the Rams defense was shredded against Hawaii the other day. <laughs> it, yeah. It's being nice. It, this could be a different game. It's not going to be thirty whatever. Hawaii threw it, it's not going to be that same run and shoot. And it's not like the Rams' defense was anything special. They defensive coordinator retired last year. Is it going to be with like, all this new talent coming in, the whole basically whole new offensive line, new running back, new receivers? This is probably a game where you think the a good start for the Buffs to go up against a team that they are a six point favorite. It's still it's not an FCS team. Rams are kind of rebuilding that defense. Or excuse me, the, your buffs are trying to rebuild the offense. I think this would be a good matchup to see what we have. And not that it's going to be a barometer when you face Nebraska or Pac-12, but it's a good chance to have this new offense come out against a defense where they should have some success. Is that kind of what you're thinking is for Saturday? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think it's definitely good that they're playing a, a real opponent. Like you like you said, they, they, they do play New Hampshire, but... I think to play New Hampshire week one, you don't really know what you have. You're playing New Hampshire unless you 
you know, crap the bed against New Hampshire, then you know uh, we're not very good. But, I, yeah, I think Colorado State is a, is a good quality opponent for the Buffs to play and really see what they have offensively. Uh, you used the word rebuild. I wouldn't use rebuild. I would say reload. They, I mean, yeah, okay. But I mean, new guys, that's what I mean. New guys who haven't played as yeah, much. Yeah, that's what I'm getting yeah, at. For yeah, sure. So, new running back, but they reloaded. Um, they graduated three really good receivers, reloaded with guys. I mean, Darren Chevrini, the offensive coordinator, has done such a good job recruiting wide receivers. Um, the guys they have are really, really good. Keep a name. Uh, just remember the name LaVisca Chenault. That's a guy I'm pretty sure will be playing on Sundays down the line. He's really good at receiver. Juwan Winfrey uh, is another receiver who uh, I think is going to be limited. Uh, he's missed most of fall camp, but um, definitely a guy to, to remember. And if he gets in there, I think he'll, he'll be able to make an impact as well. But, um, you know, Montez, I think, will have a pretty good game. It's definitely not going to be 17-3 like it was last year. That was just one really weird game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that the Buffs um, will have some success on offense and uh, I think should be able to put up, you know, 24-plus points pretty easily. I'd say they probably eclipse 30. All right. Ooh, 30 points. All right, switch to the other side real quick before we wrap this up. We don't want this extremely long. So defense for the for the Buffs. The Rams offense, they were, it was weird. They had – their Rams are really deep at running back, and they had two guys suspended. Marvin Kinsey didn't play. Rashard Body was not able to dress for whatever reason. They have Izzy Matthews, um, Carter Samuels, the guy who was at Washington for a hot, hot second mm-hmm. was at UCLA. Mm-hmm. He showed pretty well, but then again, this Hawaii defense, they're – they're nothing special either. They had their best linebacker not playing because he was a simp somewhere, some suspension. So a lot of guys out, or at least key guys. Is this an offense? Because last year was weird. We expected more from both teams probably last year. Three points for the Rams was an anomaly, especially with Michael Gallup and Nick Stevens, who was pretty good throwing the ball. What do you expect how the defense can hold up? Because, yeah, Carter Samuels threw for 500. Not going to do that again, but he showed, showed some good stuff once they finally got going. Yeah, no, I think KJ is a solid quarterback. Um, so for the Buff secondary, they lost Isaiah Oliver uh, at cornerback who got picked by the Falcons in the second round. But I would argue, and I actually wrote about this on Monday at csportsnation.com in a piece I wrote, the, I think the cornerback group's actually deeper overall than it was last year. Um, against Colorado State, if you guys remember, um, Trey Udofia was the guy that Stevens kept targeting over and over again. It was his first game as just a retro freshman. Why would we throw towards Isaiah Oliver? Why don't we just throw towards this kid who's playing his first game, Trey Udofia? And uh, Udofia got a couple of uh, uh, favorable no calls from the refs and pass interference calls, I would say. But um, So he got some favor there. But he's a year older. Dante Wigley's another cornerback who's a year older. And then they added guys uh, like Delrick Abrams Jr. and Chris Miller, um, who will be playing in their first games and uh, in the Colorado uniform. I think they're going to be pretty good. And in the secondary, Evan Worthington's a solid. I'm sorry, in the safety position, Evan Worthington and Nick Fisher are a couple of solid, experienced guys. So I think the back end should be able to hold up pretty well. And uh, last year, the front seven for the Buffs was uh, not very good, especially on the defensive line. I think that this will be a better group. Uh, they'll have a true freshman likely starting at defensive end at Israel Antwine. Um, so he's definitely a guy I'm pretty fired up about, one of the nicest kids I've ever talked to as well. So I think that I mean, I'm not wanting to sound like a total sunshine pumper <laughs> here or anything for Colorado. That's not my thing at all. 
okay, actually, it might be a little bit. Some of, some of my uh, people in my, uh, my message board call me a sunshine pumper. But, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I like to be realistic. Uh, but I think this defense can be uh, much improved from last year. And if it is, then I think this should be a bold team for sure. Well, yeah, I'm looking at who they lost last year. Not just starters, but um, we got not many starters are gone. And like you said, they're deep at all these positions, guys who weren't starting. Like, if you look at kind of their total numbers, tackles, TFLs, or D, whatever DBs are coming back, even guys who didn't start played nine. Like, there are, what, one, two, if I'm my math right here, six, five guys that played at least almost nine or ten games minimum for the secondary. You have all these guys who played double-digit games that were low on the depth chart for total numbers. So if those guys, they have experience, give them more playing time. Like I said, reload, you got, who knows, a dozen snaps a game, whoever may be, playing D-line, linebacker, but you played almost every game. Double that, triple that, you're starter now. These guys have played. It's just now they actually yeah. get a chance to be the guy or be a main contributor. So that's why you're right. I think you're right on the defense, and it'll be a game where I think I think where the Rams can win, we'll give a prediction here maybe or some sort of prediction. I think the Rams – if all those guys are back at running the ball, they're super deep and a really good running crew, not just in the Mountain West, but overall those three, four guys deep they have can make some noise. And if KJ Carter Samuels is the real deal or closer to it, I expect a lot more points. And I think if the Rams offense does fine, they'll they'll give some trouble for this Buffalo defense a little bit. I just, like I said, it's not going to be 17-3 to last year. I think it'll be a lot more points because Rams defense is bad. And I think the Rams offense is good enough to put points on most teams. And so that's... I guess I'm going to go probably – Buffs are, what, six-point favorite at the moment. I'll probably lean a little bit to Colorado because I did not like what the Rams' defense showed over the weekend. And like I said before we started, it was it took until the fourth quarter to actually move the ball. So if they're slow getting the offense going and Buff, Colorado does good like you think they could with their Munchies back there, it could be a not a blow-up but kind of a, a cruising for Colorado if they're up like 20-3 to three something early where the Rams have to try another comeback and it might be close at the end. That's where I kind of think think it's coming out with the Colorado winning a close one. Yeah, I, I, I actually wrote on Monday, I think the bus win by 14 or more points. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I think uh, maybe 31-14 to 14 type game. I, I don't know. I haven't really put too much thought on actual score prediction yet. But one interesting thing is the Rams do have a game uh, under its belt. Mm-hmm. Colorado does not. But Colorado has a full um, – game of tape to watch on Colorado State. <laughs> one yeah. thing I actually wrote today, and it was a little bit of a joke, was uh, w- one disadvantage Colorado has here is that they don't get to see what a fully functional Col- Colorado State defense looks like yet. <laughs> they didn't get to see that very much no against Hawaii. <laughs> that, was a, that was a crazy game. It'll, it'll be fun. I think it'll be, it'll be, even if it is like you say, say it is a two-touchdown game, it'll, it'll be one of those games, if either team does that, it won't be just a blow to be like, oh, they get a field goal, they get a touchdown. We're to be close enough where it's like, okay, my team, whoever's not winning, has a chance to come back. Uh, I'm hoping yeah, it'll be it, competitive. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be competitive. competitive. Those are the type of games that's like, ah, oh, seven to three, ten to six, seventeen. You know, what I mean, one of those things where it's kind of a exchanging those type of points. But all right, so we are wrapping up here. We're done. Thank you for uh, hopping off me. I'm Mike Singer from CDSportsNation.com. Rivals Yahoo. Check him out on Twitter. I had it up here. I. Sh- just see, see it here. I, I lost a page. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at, at rivals underscore singer. And then uh, for our uh, our page uh, for the website, it's just at CU Sports Station. All right, definitely find those out. Follow him over the week. We'll kind of shoot out some of his stuff he's writing about. And thanks for hopping on. And everybody, again, 
We'll have our regular podcast later in the week. We'll do a couple more of these. We're going to have some guys on to talk Michigan State, uh, Washington State, and a couple of other Mountain West games going on. But subscribe and head out, head out to MWR.com. We'll see you next time, folks.